the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Secondly, the second qualification for those in, or those who handle church finances is that not only are they interested in your spiritual welfare, but they are faithful to the gospel of Christ. This is so precious. Verses 18 and 19, at least the beginning of verse 19. We have sent along with him the brother whose fame in the things of the gospel has spread through all the churches. And not only this, but he has also been appointed by the churches to travel with us in this gracious work. So who was this man Paul sent who was so famous that Paul didn't even need to name him? We could guess all day long, but we probably have better things to do with our time, don't we? We already know the important part. We know that this was a man the Corinthians could trust because he had such a widespread and unimpeachable reputation for accurately proclaiming the gospel. Welcome to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Pastor Steve is teaching us verse by verse through the Bible, and we're now in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. In this part of the chapter, Paul was explaining to the Corinthians the importance of giving with integrity. One essential aspect of virtuous giving is ensuring that the recipients of our gifts handle the funds with integrity. There are unsaved people who have wonderful reputations for financial honesty. And there are people in the church that I wouldn't trust as far as I could throw them. So just hearing someone say, I'm a Christian, so you can trust me, isn't really the best yardstick for majoring character. Today, as Pastor Steve concludes another sermon in this practical series on generosity, we'll consider two very important attitudes we need to look for in the people to whom we entrust our gifts. While our main text is in 2 Corinthians 8, let's take a quick look at Philippians chapter 4 and Paul's desire for those who are generous. Verse 14, nevertheless, you have done well to share with me in my affliction. He wants them to understand, even though he's content, what they did was a good thing. What they did to be sensitive and generous to meet his needs, that was a good thing, even though he was content if he didn't have it. Now watch this. Verse 15, you uh, yourselves also know, Philippians, that at the first at the first preaching of the gospel, after I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, but you alone. Of all the churches that Paul ministered to, not one church except the Philippians said, the guy has some needs. Let's meet it. And Paul said, I thank you. For even in Thessalonica, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. So this was a very wonderful, generous church. But watch this. He wants them to understand what he's really concerned about. Verse 17, not that I seek the gift itself. Your money is not my goal, he's saying. You're very thoughtful. I'm very grateful. I appreciate it. But your money is not what I seek. Then, Paul, what do you seek? But I seek for the profit which increases to your account. In other words, I'm seeking for treasures in heaven on your behalf. I want you to have treasures in heaven. 
I'm seeking your obedience so that you would honor the Lord and you would have treasures in heaven. And he probably means the investment in the ministry. You'll meet people in heaven in glory who, who are the treasures. I mean, that's a tremendous truth. I'm not seeking the gift itself. I seek for your spiritual progress, for your benefit. Giving is good for you. It's not me. It's you. And then he says in verse 18 about how, how it pleases God. But I have received everything in full and have an abundance. I am amply supplied, having received from Epaphroditus what you've sent. That's the man who delivered this gift. And here's what it is. To God, it's a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And this is tremendous. Paul is, is telling them that my concern is for your spiritual welfare, not that you meet my needs. God is pleased with this gift, and you benefit spiritually. That's my primary concern. Now, that's what he's saying about Titus as we go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. He's saying Titus has that concern for you in his heart. He cares about you. So here's the question. How can you tell if a church leader is really concerned about your spiritual welfare or if they're just concerned about getting your money? How do you really know? How would you know? Well, as you look back at chapter 8, notice how Titus demonstrated his interest in the Corinthians. He was willing to sacrifice for them. Now, it's subtle, but it's here. You say, how did he sacrifice? You know what? He sacrificed because he was willing to return to them. This was not the age in which you got on a train or a car or a plane and just jetted over there. This man has just returned from a very difficult and probably dangerous journey to and from Corinth. He probably had just gotten there, hardly had unpacked. And Paul said, you know what, Titus, I need you to pack again. I'm sending you back there. And Titus didn't say, oh, no, let me have a little break here. I mean, in our day and age, we'd say, let me adjust to some jet lag. I'm tired. Titus didn't do that. He was willing to return. He was willing to minister. And I might add that it was an awkward situation. There were false teachers there. There were still some people who opposed the Apostle Paul. Obviously, they had been disobedient on this very issue. But Titus didn't say, Paul, anywhere but Corinth. That's not easy. It's awkward. I'm out of my comfort zone there. It's really, it's really odd when I go there and I got to speak about money again and I, and I represent you and they've got all kinds of suspicions, but that wasn't his heart at all. He was willing to sacrifice, willing to set aside, aside his own preferences, his own self-interest, get out of his comfort zone. Why? Because he cared about their spiritual welfare. Now, that's very important. Wherever you give your money, you need to be convinced that those who you entrusted to in terms of the leadership care about you as people, that their first concern is not about projects, not about buildings, not about fundraising, not about budgetary needs being met, but your welfare, that you come before items and equipment and buildings. I think that's very important. And those of us involved in the financial decisions that affect Lakeside need to learn from the example of Titus and the example of Paul. And the lesson is this, that our first consideration must be for the welfare of our people and their spiritual development comes first. When there are money concerns, our first concern should not be money. 
You can quote me on that. I don't even know if that came out right. But our first concern should be for the welfare of our people. Why are there money concerns? Are they obedient to the Lord? That ought to be our concern, not not whether we're meeting a budget. That should be our first concern. I'm not saying budgeted, uh, budget isn't important, but I am saying that our people's obedience to the Lord is the first priority because this is ministry. We are not a business. We are not a profit-making organization. This is ministry. The goal is not to meet our weekly budget, but to nurture people in honoring the Lord with their money as well as honoring the Lord in every area. That was Paul's perspective. That was the perspective and attitude of Titus, and it must be our perspective. And I say this to to our elders, those who we appoint to positions that involve money, this is what we need to think about. Not whether they have a good head on their shoulders for finances, although that helps, but do they have a heart for, for ministry? Do they have a heart for people? Do they care about the people of this congregation? So if you're going to give with real integrity, folks, make sure that those who oversee the finances are, number one, interested in your welfare, that they they don't just have dollar signs in their eyes. In fact, they don't have dollar signs at all in their eyes. They have a heart for you. Secondly, the second qualification for those or those who handle church finances is that not only are they interested in your spiritual welfare, but they are faithful to the gospel of Christ. This is so precious. Verses 18 and 19, at least the beginning of verse 19. We have sent along with him the brother whose fame in the things of the gospel has spread through all the churches. And not only this, but he has also been appointed by the churches to travel with us in this gracious work. Let's stop there. In these verses, Paul mentions the second individual who is to accompany Titus to Corinth to oversee the collection. But it's interesting, he does not mention him by name. There, there, and there's all kinds of speculation who this man might be. We don't know. He doesn't mention him by name. But the Corinthians knew who he was. And seeing that Titus would have delivered this letter, we know as Second Corinthians, Titus may very well have, as he read this letter to them, just gone like this, our brother, who we all know. They knew who he was. And I might add, he was well known, Paul says, to the various churches for his work in the gospel ministry. The churches he's referring to more than likely means the Macedonian churches, the Macedonian churches. He says, whose fame in the things of the gospel has spread through all the churches. And this man was well known well-known in the Christian community for his activities involving the gospel. Now, what does Paul mean by that? More than likely, Paul means that he was a gospel preacher. He was a man who spread the gospel, proclaimed the gospel. Perhaps he was an evangelist. Perhaps he was a missionary church planter. We don't know the specifics, but regardless of the exact work that he was involved in, it was in the gospel ministry. And we know that he was so esteemed by the churches, the Macedonian churches, that they appointed him to represent them of all the the people. Uh, and, And we know at least three churches in that area. They said, this is the man to represent us, to travel with Paul to Jerusalem to deliver this monetary gift. But also, Paul is saying now, not only is he going to travel with me to Jerusalem, but he's going to uh, travel with Titus, accompany Titus to Corinth to oversee the collection. Then we'll go together down to Jerusalem. Now, that's what this is saying. But it is interesting to note, 
when the churches of Macedonia wanted someone to represent them in handling the funds for Jerusalem, they didn't look for a slick fundraiser. They didn't look for a guy who, who knew the latest methods and techniques and had, had reduced fundraising to a science. They didn't look for someone like that, nor did they look for someone who was even an expert in economics. They didn't look for a, public, uh, a certified public accountant. Not that that's wrong. But the point is they selected a man who had proven his character by being faithful in one thing, the most important thing, the gospel ministry. And let me tell you why this is so important. If a man has integrity when it comes to the message of the gospel, he will certainly have integrity when it comes to money. Did you get that? In other words, if someone is faithful with the most precious treasure that God can entrust to them, and that is the eternal gospel message, if they, if they are diligent and faithful and reliable in handling that properly, then you can be assured that they will certainly be faithful in handling something of far less value, which is money. I think this is so critical. I think this is so critical. The most precious treasure that God entrusts to us is the word of God, specifically the gospel. If you're not faithful in that, you're not going to be faithful with money. The reverse is true as well. You're not faithful with money. The Lord's not going to entrust much of a ministry to you. But if you meet an individual who is diligent about being accurate doctrinally, then you know that that man can handle finances. It's vitally important to those who oversee financial matters in a church or Christian organization to be doctrinally sound. Doctrinally sound. Don't give your money to any group where the leadership is theologically fuzzy. You go into a church or a Christian organization you're involved in, and you ask for a doctrinal statement and they don't have it, you don't give your money. Now, it may be a new group, and maybe they just haven't formulated it, but even there, that ought to raise some real concerns in your mind. Because if they are not diligent enough to care about being theologically precise and accurate with the Word of God, then why would they be concerned about being uh, accurate and, and diligent in handling money properly? They wouldn't. Because money is of a far lesser value than the treasure of the gospel. So before you ever give your money to an organization, make sure they have a doctrinal statement. I would flee a Christian organization that doesn't have a doctrinal statement because that tells you volumes about them negatively. And what you want to look for in a doctrinal statement are specifically the beliefs about the person and work of Jesus Christ. The atonement and, and related truths, such as how do they define repentance? Is repentance important? Or do they just say repentance is a change of mind, but you can live any way you want? If they, don't, if they do not stress that repentance is a change of mind that involves a changing of behavior, and that ought to be a concern to you. How do they define faith? Do they just sort of say, well, ask Jesus into your heart and that's it? Or do they define faith as trusting Christ with an attitude of submission and commitment to him? Do they have an understanding of man's sinfulness or, or, or are they just working on the externals? Do they, do they legalistic externals? Do they talk about, about man's depravity and sinful heart 
and rebellion towards God? Is justification by faith alone clearly spelled out? Or do they flirt with, with such things as baptism as necessary for salvation and things like that? If they are doctrinally vague, then don't entrust your money to them. Because if, as I said, if they have not been diligent with God's word, then believe me, they're not going to be diligent with your money either. They're not. So the more theologically uh, accurate and precise they are, the more that tells you in a positive vein about entrusting your money to them. When the early church looked for a man to represent them in financial matters, they selected a man of all the people they could have selected. They selected one who was well-known for his faithfulness to the gospel. And that's the type of leadership you should look for to oversee your giving. Now, there's one more observation to take note of, and that is that this, this unnamed brother who was selected to oversee the collection was a man already involved in ministry. I think that's important, and specifically the gospel ministry. Let me tell you why I think this is important. Here was a man who understood the value of ministry and the value of, of people and souls for eternity. He understood the priority was ministering to people with the gospel. And here's the principle that I think we want to get hold of on this, and that it is extremely uh, extremely important that those who handle church finances understand that the priority in ministry is people. It's not money. It's people. There are some who, when they get involved in the finances of a church, think that the ultimate goal is to save Jesus of dollar, to save Jesus money, not to spend it, The ultimate goal in ministry is to glorify Christ by ministering to people. So often those who are on church finance committees or trustees or deacons tend to to lose sight of the fact that our ultimate objective is to minister to people, not to meet the budget, not to raise funds for projects. In fact, why do we want to meet the budget? Why do we want to raise money for, for projects? It's to minister to people in a better way. People really is our object. This man selected to accompany Titus to Corinth was a man who was involved with people. He understood ministry. He brought the gospel to them. Therefore, those who oversee money in the church must be individuals who understand that the value and the priority comes down to people before things and items. I think that's so important. You don't just take men who, who understand business principles we're not a business, we're a ministry. You understand that there, that men have to have a heart for people and understand that. Otherwise, you get in big, big trouble. So if you and I are going to be men and women of integrity with our money, then we've got to not only have the right attitudes as we give, we've got to give it to the right people. Let's bow for prayer and think along these lines. How does this affect us? How does this affect us? Well, it affects you individually, in that you need to make sure that you have confidence the local church level and those you you give to. If not, you should be in a local church where you do have confidence in their credentials to handle money. If you're giving over and above to the local church you give to Christian organizations, do you know what they're about? Do you know what they are doctrinally? Have they ever sent you or you've asked for a doctrinal statement? Is it clear? Is it crisp? Is it detailed? Or is it vague? Do they care about you? Do they really care about you? Or, and how, how would they show it? Have they ever sacrificed for you? 
I mean, that's really the benefit when you give in a local church. You, you get to know the shepherds, the staff, those who, who minister. You get to see them up close rather than just getting a letter once in a while from an organization. Do they care for your spiritual welfare? Do they just want your money? You need to be careful where you give your money. I think some Christians are very, very naive about this, and they've given much money to organizations that they know very little about. And if you really don't know Christ, understand that, as we've talked about Titus caring for the welfare of the Corinthians, there is nobody who cares for your spiritual welfare more than Jesus Christ. He cares for your soul so much so that he died for sinners. He died to pay for your sin. But that won't do you any good unless you appropriate the gift of eternal life by trusting him, turning from your sin, turning to Christ to save you, forgive you for all of eternity. I urge you to do that. And if God is drawing you to to himself, then I urge you to come up. After we close the service, one of our leaders will be at the front here and you just speak to them and they'll, they'll talk to you about what it means to trust Christ. Father, thank you for these truths that are so pertinent, Lord, so applicable, so relevant to us today. I pray that you'll help us as a congregation, Lord, that everyone associated with Lakeside will be diligent to check out organizations that we give our money to, to be careful You've entrusted money to us. Help us to be wise stewards. Lord, I also pray that those of us involved in in the leadership and the overseeing of funds at Lakeside will be those who care for our people, care for them and care for them in a way that, that we indicate it by a willingness to sacrifice, lay down our lives for them. And we don't have dollar signs in our eyes. We have a concern for people and ministry. And I pray, Lord, that you'll help us to be absolutely accurate and precise and diligent in how we handle the word of God, especially the gospel. To always keep that as our priority as we minister to people and to make sure that we never get lost in in budgetary items and money matters. And I understand those things are important, but Lord, help us to never lose sight of the ultimate goal that we're here to minister in Christ's name to people and that... um, We can't let money dictate all those issues. Lord, we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you've never trusted Christ as your personal Savior, there's no better time than right now. And if you have questions about that, I'll have a phone number for you to call in just a minute. Or you can uh, send an email to contact at versebyverseradio.org. Thanks for tuning in today to Verse by Verse. Pastor Steve Kreloff is our leader in these daily Bible classes of the air. He's the teaching pastor at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. To get directions and service times, call Lakeside at 727-441-1714 or visit Lakeside's website, lakesidechapel.com. That number is also the one to call to ask about salvation or other spiritual concerns or to request a free CD with the entire message Pastor Steve just concluded. Ask for message 657, Giving with Integrity, Part 3. That phone number again is 727-441-1714. While the CD is the way to go, if you want the entire sermon without me or the music interrupting Pastor Steve, you can also stream or download individual broadcasts at our website, versebyverseradio.org. 
Click on the Message Archive link to browse all of our previous broadcasts, including today's program, which will be at the top of the list for your convenience. You can locate others by using your web browser's search function and searching for the date or title you want to find. We make all these audio files available for no charge. In fact, there's even a free podcasting service. Once you're on the Message Archive page, click on the podcast link in the list to the right for instructions on how you can listen every weekday on your computer or mobile device. Let me remind you of the web address again. It's versebyverseradio.org. While you're there, if the Lord is speaking to you about helping to fund these broadcasts, we make it easy and secure on the website. Just click on the giving link to find out how. Or call Lakeside at 727-441-1714. We thank you for your prayers and financial support. This is Jerry Peterson. Let me make sure that I make something clear. While we welcome and appreciate gifts to this ministry, it's not about the money. Yes, it does take a certain amount of money to air these programs, but all we need is enough to cover those expenses. What we care about is you and your spiritual welfare. We will not pressure you, lay guilt on you, or dazzle you with eloquent appeals for money. But there are a whole lot of people who resort to exactly those tactics as standard procedure. Many people you hear on TV and radio are out for one thing, money. It's one of the hallmarks of false teachers. They love it. Jesus had some very strong words for these people. So did Paul. So did Jude. So did Peter. Join us for the next verse by verse if you can. Pastor Steve will continue this series on generous giving as we consider some of the dangers of loving money. We are here to give you strength between... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 